the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4. And you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thank you for hanging out. Kind of cloudy, a little sunshine today, not a bad day. 50 for the high, down to 40 tonight with some clouds. Tomorrow, mix of clouds and sun, high of 62. Got Thursday night football happening tonight. Arizona and the Seahawks playing at 820. On our broadcast today, a couple of special guests looking forward to. I'll uh, introduce one in a second here. Uh, just a quick reminder because it's worth reminding about the Christmas Mortgage Miracle that we have going. It's a very cool contest we do at the end of the year. You could win uh, all of your mortgage or rent payments for next year, up to $15,000 with the Christmas uh, Miracle Mortgage contest. So help yourself. Get entered on that. It's on our homepage, WFIL.com, sponsored by Brian and Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Very glad to have them on board. They, of course, sponsor our program here to do uh, today and each and every weekday afternoon. Uh, you can enter every day for that Christmas Miracle Mortgage Contest, by the way, through December 20th. And then the winner gets drawn shortly after that. All the rules are on our site. And there's some bonus entry opportunities, too, where you can share uh, you know, about the contest on Facebook and that kind of thing. And the more it spreads, the more opportunity you have to get extra entries into the contest. So welcome aboard that at WFIL.com. A little later on in the hour, we're going to have uh, Daphne Maxwell-Reed join us. She was Aunt Vivian, the second Aunt Vivian, on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. There's actually a reunion show going on this evening, and uh, she'll be joining us for a little bit. Of course, that program had uh, its Philly roots with Will Smith, uh, so be, she'll be hanging with us for a little while. Uh, before that, though, also kind of on a Philly thing, which is what we'd like to do with this program every now and again, is to build into the community, make some good uh, relationships going throughout the tri-state area, uh, is to uh, have a, have pastors on. Could be uh, one time we had Mayor Good came in studio, Wilson Good, W. Wilson Good joined us, and we'll have other other folks from different walks of life be part of the program. So we like that a lot. And today, no exception. As we get things rolling today from City Light Church in Maniunk, Matt Cohen, pastor, joining us. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. You know, part of the, the goal of the radio station is to uh, build bridges into the community, get to know what's going on in the tri-state area as we seek to use the resource of the station to bless people. And uh, I came across your name from a, a young man named Tyler, whose wedding I DJ'd a couple years back, I guess it was, and he's and he told me about your church a bit and it sounded exciting. So I just thought it'd be nice to make your acquaintance and find out about City Light and and all that. So, uh, so thanks again for taking time today. It's absolutely my pleasure. So happy to get to talk to you. Yeah, share a bit about um, about your your walk with God, how you got to know Him, and obviously without that, there's not pastoring the church. <laughs> so, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I grew up in a pretty non-religious home 
out in California. Uh, my mom was raised Catholic. My dad was raised Jewish. But by the time I came along, uh, my parents really weren't practicing anything. Hmm. Uh, and I got involved in the sport of gymnastics when I was five years old. I was always a super energetic kid, kind of bouncing off the walls. So my parents got me involved in gymnastics and I fell in love with it to the point that by the time I was 14, I moved away from home to live at a gymnastics training center. Wow. It was there where I met the first Christian that I had ever known. And I was so ignorant to Christianity that when he was telling me about uh, the gospel, what we Christians believe to be the very center of our faith, that um, God created everything out of nothing. He created us to know and glorify and enjoy Him, but we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and we are desperately in need of forgiveness and redemption. And that redemption can come to us uh, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. And he told me that I needed to uh, turn and embrace Jesus for the forgiveness of my sins to uh, inherit eternal life. And I was so ignorant of Christianity that I said, my friend, I don't really think that's what Christians believe. I, I thought, this is, this is just wild. I, no way. So he and I got on a journey together. And over the course of a year or so, he was sharing the gospel, again, the good news of Jesus with me again and again. And eventually, God really softened my heart, and I became a follower of Jesus right around when I turned 16 years old. And so that was the turning point, and it changed everything for me. Wow. That's really cool. Folks, just tuning in. We're chatting with uh, Matt Cohen. He's a pastor of City Light in Maniunk. And uh, that's, you know, I have a my, my son's best buddy uh, did gymnastics until he was about I guess 18 or 19. And then I always find that people could devote so much time to something, but there's, you know, it wraps up at some point, something, whether you get married or you just, there's nowhere to compete or you realize it's going to be a ton of work to keep going. Uh, so there's, you know, what was it for you? Like, it's just out of curiosity for when you stopped and why you stopped and all that. I graduated from high school in a the end of the, in 2003, and then I uh, got a scholarship to compete in gymnastics at Penn State, which is what brought me from California all the way to Pennsylvania. Complete wow. culture shock for me that I have fallen in love with Pennsylvania. And so I competed for four years on Penn State's uh, men's varsity gymnastics team, wow. and I was privileged to be part of two NCAA championship teams, so two teams that won the NCAA title both my freshman year and my senior year. And after my senior year eligibility was up is when I retired from gymnastics. Uh, I married my college sweetheart, Andrea, and then went off to seminary after that. That's really cool. You know, I, I squeezed four years into six at Penn State myself. So, Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. It's a wonderful place. I mean, no one wants to leave, so I completely understand. Yeah. Well, and I worked at and the radio station there is B103. Uh, back in the 90s. So uh, I, I have fond memories of everything from P.T. Paterno to grilled stickies at the diner to tailgate Sundays and broadcasting from the football games and all. And the, and the men's gymnastics teams, I, I forget now, it's been a long time, but historically the Penn State's teams have been pretty good, haven't they? That's right. Penn State's men's gymnastics team has won more NCAA championships than any other collegiate program in the country. Wow. And I was privileged to be part of two of, I believe, the 12 of them. That's incredible. That's great. Yeah. Well, and so then you went to seminary. You met, you met your, uh, your college sweetheart, which is a big blessing. And, uh, you know, before talking about City Light, uh, share, share about her a little bit. Brag on her a bit. 
how how long do you have? Because I could just go on all day. So I, I met and when Andrea and I met, I was a junior at Penn State. She was a sophomore. We met in a philosophy class at Penn State. Wow. Now at the, at this point, uh, this philosophy class was only philosophy majors. You know, it was one of those philosophy classes, and I had never met another philosophy major that was a follower of Jesus. Hmm. And so she actually struck up a conversation with me in a philosophy class, she asked me, you know, why are you majoring in philosophy? And I thought, oh, man, here it comes. You know, I know I'm just going to get blasted if I tell her that I'm studying philosophy because, you know, I I love Jesus and I want to learn a little bit more about the history of thought and that sort of thing. So I just told her and I just came out with it. And she said, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I'm a follower of Jesus, too. And I I was thinking in my head, so how long do we have to wait before we get married? (laughs) Uh, I mean, she it was love at first sight for me. And um, it has been a wonderful, wonderful journey. Uh, My wife is the most loyal, most sacrificially loving person I've had the privilege of knowing. Hmm. She is a servant-hearted woman to her core, so strong, so wise, and I cannot imagine where I would be in life without her. Uh, But it would not be here. Uh, She has been an incredible blessing, and I, I just love her to death. That's fantastic. That's great. What a blessing to be able to say that and, and uh, certainly mean it. And uh, again, folks, just tuning in, Matt Cohen's our guest. He's pastor of City Light in Maniunk. Uh, my understanding is, by the way, there I guess there are several City Light churches in the greater Philadelphia area, and Maniunk's the one I happen to uh, you know, intersect with, uh, one of your folks who goes there. Um, so, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Are there some core things about... Um, about City Light in general, what, if, if folks went to any of the different ones that there are, is there kind of a few things they really, you really, you'll get wherever you go? Yes. So at the core of what makes City Light City Light is our belief that the good news of Jesus Christ, what we call the gospel, connects to every aspect of human life. And so we are the kind of church where it's not as though we don't believe like, okay, the gospel, that's the good news of Jesus that you believe just to sort of get in and start the Christian life. Hmm. No, we believe that the gospel is not just the ABCs, but the A to Z of the Christian life. And so what we're about in all of our city-like congregations is connecting the transforming power of the gospel to the everyday issues of life, always going deeper into the love of God that's revealed to us in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. If you were to come to uh, one of our gatherings or watch online, what you would notice is that we typically preach through books of the Bible or portions of books of the Bible. We're certainly a church that loves God's Word and believes that Jesus is sort of the hero of every passage. And so uh, in all of our services, the Bible is open, Jesus is at the center, and we rejoice and enjoy Him uh, in song. And so really what makes us tick, though, is this idea of the gospel being the very center of everything and connecting the finished work of Jesus to every aspect of human life. That's a great thing. And obviously the living, breathing nature of it. Uh, I like what you said about not being just a starting point and kind of, all right, now where do we go? Um, but carry it with you all the way through or have it carry you all the way through life. So uh, That's exactly right. We, we never graduate from the gospel. We just always go deeper into the glory of it. Yeah. Matt Cohen is pastor of City Light Church in Maniunk. We'll take a quick break, come back and keep our conversation rolling. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 416, the Tim DeMoss Show. Looking forward to having Daphne Maxwell-Reed from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air join us a little later on the program. I have a Philly theme going today as we also chat with Pastor Matt Cohen uh, from City Light Church uh, in Maniunk. What's, uh, as far as City Light, the Maniunk um, iteration in, uh, in um, well, technically it's Philadelphia, but in Maniunk area, 4101 Freeland Avenue, I guess is the address, if I'm, like, I have my facts right. Yeah. That's um, exactly right. It's actually the uh, Mishkan Shalom Synagogue is where we meet on Sunday. So we okay. rent uh, from them. Uh, but our City Light Church, uh, you can learn more about us at citylightphilly.com. And that's okay. City Light with a T, uh, philly.com. Uh, not to be confused with a friend of mine's church, City Life Church. Uh, so it's okay. City Light with a T. Uh, but my uh, good friend Brad Leach is the pastor of City Life Church with an S, and he and I, our churches are always getting uh, confused with one another. But <laughs> City Light Church is uh, one con- one church, and we meet in four different uh, locations or congregations. We have one in Maniunk, one in Center City, one in Upper Darby, and one in Plymouth Meeting. Okay, that's good. And and, and as far as what interested me uh, when I heard about your church in Maniunk was. Uh, I, among other things, I've done a lot of uh, lift driving, and some of those rides have taken me through the uh, the terrain of Maniunk and the narrow streets and the hills and all that. And interesting folks you're picking up at 2 a.m. and all, which is great. What are, what have you found about specifically kind of tailoring, if you do, uh, or to what extent the services and and your vision for Maniunk and and reaching the people who live there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Maniunk is. Um, it's a very interesting place, but a massive uh, part of the population in Maniac, so many of, of the folks that come to us are very young. You know, they're very young folks who are perhaps right out of college or they're coming to Philadelphia for grad school, medical school, PA school, those sorts of things. And so what we find is that Maniac is made up of very busy people who are typically looking for community. And what we want, part of our vision is to help people experience gospel-empowered community, the kind of community that doesn't depend on someone else just being in your same life stage or, you know, being into the same hobbies or in the same career, but rather a community that's even deeper than that, a community where Jesus is at the center and he pulls all of us toward one another. And so we're really seeking to be an attractively different community, sort of a counterculture for the common good in Maniunk that provides people with the kind of deep community that only the gospel of Jesus can really bind together. Amen. What drew you to Maniunk, out of curiosity? Did you grow up or in the area? You mentioned California to come to Penn State to go to gymnastics, but then did you settle in Montgomery County or Philadelphia area, Bucks County? Or how did it go from there for you? Yeah. So um, after Penn State, uh, went off to seminary, came back to Penn State to do college ministry and to be trained up to uh, plant to start City Light Church. And when we started coming out to Philadelphia from State College to try to learn more about the area and where and, you know, we were seeking wisdom about where to plant the church, I met with a few pastors of the Liberty Churches here in Philadelphia, and they asked me some just wonderful questions about, like, you know, who has God used you to minister to before? 
And I told him, well, I'm, I'm a really active person. I love to uh, minister to people who are, you know, super active, love being outside, and also primarily young folks. Most of my ministry had been with college students. And they said, we've got the best place for you. Mm. They said, we tried to start a church in this area, didn't quite work out, and we've been praying that someone would come and start a church in Maniunk, Roxboro. And it's, he said, it's a lot of people who are new to Philadelphia, and you've probably tailor-made to kind of be in this area as a light for the gospel. And so my wife and myself and another couple named Pete and Jackie Horning, who started the church with us, we started driving around and praying through Maniunk and Roxborough and really sensed a strong desire to come here. And so uh, that's ultimately what led us here. And so the pastors of the Liberty Churches, thank you guys so much for pointing us toward Maniunk. Pastor Matt Cohen is our guest, uh, pastor of City Light uh, Church, and the one he's at is in Maniunk, uh, citylightphilly.com. As L-I-G-H-T, citylightphilly.com for more info uh, and, and to get into the service times and all that. Uh, you, you used the word, actually, I had jotted down for myself, Taylor, uh, because I'm thinking the idea of, well, you, you need to function, you need to exist, you need to, those are the logistics of having a church, and you can have some vision in your mind and hopes, but uh, and, and maybe even goals about how do I, how do we reach out and kind of, I don't call it brand it, but so you make it so that it kind of goes the way you think it may go. At the same time, you're 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 dealing with that with well, what is who actually walks in and all that. So, yeah. um, and you know, even the, even the, I, I'm familiar with some folks with the, the Liberty Church Network. Um, it, I think one of them they have, they have their service late in the day because they're assuming if it, evangelistically if their folks are coming, who been out at the bars the night before, or out late with their buddies, and they don't they sleep till one. They're not going to come to nine or ten a.m. services. That's um, right. So anyway, just uh, what are the I guess the word about tailoring and challenges that you have faced as as you have the idea and the, and God putting on your heart, and then how that has actually played out for you. Uh, I'm not even sure how, how long has the church been going for. The church has been going in, since March of 2012. Okay. So. Yeah, since March of 2012. And I'll tell you, one of the greatest challenges um, that comes with being a church in Maniunk is that it's a very transient area. Hmm. You know, so people often move to Maniunk, and you only will get to minister to them for a few years often before they move away to somewhere else. And so that really caused me and our team to have to do some soul-searching early on, because it, it could be discouraging, you know, every summer for a lot of folks who have been, become followers of Jesus or become part of the church to then move away. And so we had to make the decision early on that we were going to be a church that wasn't just about uh, building our one church, but about God's kingdom and strengthening Christians for wherever it was that perhaps they were going next. And so that took a lot of soul-searching for us, uh, because, of course, every pastor wants people to stay as long as uh, they possibly can. But that was a bit of a fundamental shift of perspective that I think has been a blessing since we made it. But transience is always a challenge uh, in Maniunk and other areas of Philadelphia. You know, Matt, it's interesting. Uh, Two thoughts come to mind. One is, uh, I think it's commendable and, and, you know, glory to God that you, you just in the time we've been talking, it feels as though you, uh, as, as easy as it could be to want to hold on to people and even be territorial or build your thing, human nature being what it is, um, that you've already freely given credit to another group of churches that have helped out in your vision and thinking through things and also your friend's church at City Life, you know, and compared to City Lights, which is what yours is, um, 
because right. that's the kingdom of God, right? So in, in a way, it's probably very healthy. The transient nature, what, if someone stays for three years or 53 years, the 53 years people are still going to leave at some point. So, right. right, the big picture, it seems to be something that uh, ha, has that been part of the process of, of growth for you during these past eight years with City Light? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I wish I could say that right out the gate, you know, I was just, just had this sort of kingdom mindset about City Light Church. But like every church planter, you know, I wanted the church that me and my wife and my closest friends were planting to grow and thrive. And and by God's grace, things have been wonderful for us. In the grand scheme of church planting and that sort of thing, I've got nothing to complain about. It's just, it's been a marvelous and wonderful journey for us. Uh, but it's been a huge part of the journey to learn this very specific lesson. The church belongs to Jesus. It is not my church. It is Christ's church. And I am not about building my kingdom or my brand or even language like that makes me a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Rather, this is all about Christ. And if it's all about Christ and it's not about me, then I need to be able to celebrate when Christ is being glorified, whether it's through my church or somebody else's. Because we're all working toward the same goal, which is helping people follow Jesus who will help others follow Jesus all to the glory of God. But that is a day-by-day, sort of week-by-week lesson, because I I think, you know, one of the things I often say to our church is that the Christian life is so much about believing your beliefs. You know, we, we say, okay, I believe that the church belongs to Jesus, and then the rubber hits the road. When someone is moving away, you have to believe your beliefs. And so that's been a lesson I've been learning all along the way. That's great. And I'm sure it's, it, that's, uh, it's an ongoing lesson, but it's one worth very much so keeping in perspective uh, because it's uh, – as you were speaking there, there's a friend of my dad's who once said uh, when Scripture talks about rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Uh, he says, it says, it's a little easier to mourn with those who mourn because you're theoretically in a better position. The other person had something happen. Oh, I'm so sorry. What can I do for you? And if somebody yeah. else's situation's improving, whether it's your job, your job is kind of what it was. And the other person got a promotion. And you're like, oh, that's great. Okay. <laughs> or if someone's yeah, well, church is going well, you're like, oh, I'm glad it's growing. And meanwhile, I'm struggling here and no one's helping me set up the chairs. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's funny, Tim, that you mentioned that, because right now, uh, me and the other City Light pastors and all of our congregations are preaching uh, through, word for word through, 1 Corinthians 13. Hmm. And, you know, one of the things that we've learned is that uh, love does not envy. Love doesn't envy. Well, that's a big lesson for a pastor, a church planter, frankly, for all of us. And what is envy? Well, I heard one author describe envy, one theologian describe envy as the pain you feel <laughs> over someone else's prosperity. Hmm. It's sort of the pain we feel over someone else's prosperity with a low-grade desire that maybe we could spoil it. And I think that that is something that, you know, in the midst of a global pandemic like we're in right now, sometimes like if you're living in the city of Philadelphia, you see somebody who's living somewhere that's not so affected by COVID. You know, you start to feel that sense of pain over their prosperity. But but love, the love is when others are dear to us in our hearts. And when others are dear to us in our hearts, we rejoice. 
with those who rejoice in every season of church planting or whatever season anyone who's listening to this is in. Matt Cohen's our guest. He's pastor of City Light and Manny Young. We'll keep our conversation going in just a second after taking a break. We're also looking forward to having Daphne Maxwell-Reed from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air keeping the Philly team going. They have a reunion show on tonight, and uh, we'll be chatting with her a little bit about that and her time on the program. You're listening again to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for spending time with us today. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 431, The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the app. Thank you for listening in today. Some clouds, the balance of the afternoon, eventually down to 40 this evening. Mix of clouds and sun, high up to 62 tomorrow. Take that. Kind of cloudy, a little sunshine at times on Saturday, up to 64, but back to the cloudy thing and maybe a quick shower Sunday afternoon, it looks like, in a high of 55. Thursday night football tonight, Arizona at Seattle at 820. Eagles have to wait their turn. They play at Cleveland Sunday afternoon at 1. And in basketball, the Sixers picking guard Tyrese Maxey out of Kentucky in the first round of the NBA draft last night. Also added guard Isaiah Joe out of Alabama or Arkansas, I should say, and uh, forward Paul Reed out of DePaul in the second round. They also made a trade. Al Horford was only here for a year. They hoped to pair him up with Joel Embiid. Just didn't quite work out. They have shipped him off to Oklahoma City for Danny Green. Some other players and draft picks involved with that as well. Matt Cohen has been kind enough to hang out with us. He's pastor of City Light in Maniunk, uh, citylightphilly.com is where you can find out more about the church. Uh, I came across this church as a someone in the church of a DJ their wedding a couple years back. And as we were just chatting, having a couple of coffees over our, our DJ meeting, he mentioned and, uh, what was going on. I thought I'd love to have that, have him, have him on because our, our station would love to increasingly get to know the different churches in the tri-state area and let people know even some options that they have. Uh, if someone sits in a, a service one day with you, Matt, uh, the pastor one time was in Pittsburgh, and so every now and again we have sealer references in the service. What, what finds its way into your sermons every now and again for, for, Im, for uh, imaging or illustration purposes? Oh, man. Well, my children now provide me with a, a plethora <laughs> of bet. illustrations. You know, I just have to uh, – I can't overdo it. I think that that's one of the, the things they teach you in preaching is you can't let your illustrations all be in one lane. So I, I try to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Family stuff, personal things, uh, sports, current events, history, all sorts of stuff to try to illustrate uh, the truth of God's Word. But I would say that my, my kids – get quite a bit of airtime. Thankfully, they're young and they don't mind, so i got to get it in now before they get a bit older. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Uh, one other just thought for you. What, what can people pray for you about as you, uh, uh, you know, and how things are going with the church and, and, and I guess, your life, marriage, kids, the whole thing, and keep walking with wow. them? Wow, oh, that's, that's a wonderful question. So um, I would say for me personally, there are two things I would love anyone who's listening this to pray for me. Uh, one is wisdom. Wisdom. As you guys have all noticed, uh, we are living through a crazy, crazy time. And uh, it's not new or unprecedented for Jesus's people to live through seasons of suffering, plagues, pandemics, pestilence, all sorts of things. Uh, But as a pastor uh, who's been entrusted to care for uh, a church, I really want to have wisdom to know how to best navigate this season 
for the flourishing of the people that God's entrusted to me and the other pastors of City Lights. So wisdom would be one, and the second would be love. As we're preaching through 1 Corinthians 13, the Lord just pressed on my heart that uh, a longing for others to be more dear to me, just more overflowing joy in God that leads me to want to do good to other people, consider others more significant than myself. So those would be two things I'd love for you to pray for me. Something for our church is our, our church has something called our Compassion Initiative. And our Compassion Initiative is our church's way of seeking to meet the needs of our neighbors affected by COVID-19 in and around Philadelphia. And so this past March, by God's grace, City Light Church in one month raised $100,000 for COVID-19 relief. And I would just love for prayer as we week after week are distributing those funds and getting to care for people, just that the real needs would be met and that the love of Jesus would be known. We're doing all of this because um, we love Philadelphia and we want the name of Jesus to be famous here. And so please pray that God would use our compassion initiative to be a blessing to our neighbors and to make much of Jesus in Philadelphia. That's excellent. That's great. And of course, you can say all kinds of things, but as the old song goes, they'll know we are Christians by our love and uh, you can love people. That's what I, even with the election and all that, I've said this for years, not just recently. Whoever's in office, you know, my goal is my job is to pray for them. But also, um, as long as they, as long as the uh, loving your neighbor is still allowed, then before God, uh, I, I can, you know, <laughs> I have a job to do, and it doesn't change whoever's in office or not in office. Um, so hopefully that's that's one hundred percent right. So, well, Matt, it's great to make your acquaintance and. Uh, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know your labor in him is never in vain. So we want to encourage you with that. Being a pastor, I'm sure, has its lots of challenges and um, just want to you know, re- re- encourage you with that. Thank you. Thank you so much. That is deeply encouraging. I, you have no idea how much I need that verse today. So, brother, thank you so much. Sure thing. Sure thing. Matt Cohen, again, is his name, pastor of City Light uh, Church, the uh, Maniunk branch. And uh, you can find out more again online at citylightphilly.com. Speaking of pastors having a tough time of things, potentially the challenges that are that are part of that, we had in uh, the month of October, every Thursday, a special virtual pastor's appreciation event and it featured folks like alistair Begg, who's coming up at five o'clock today from truth for life greg laurie was part of that tony evans chuck spindle and many others music and ministry from folks you'd know like stephen curtis chapman michael w smith mac powell third day mandisa chris tomlin bunch of others the whole thing was free it was designed to encourage pastors whether they're full-time or part-time or volunteer. And so um, we have basically kept those up on the site. So if you're a pastor, you're welcome to access those free. Just type in the keyword pastors with an S on our homepage. It'll take you right there. And then you're able to enjoy those and be encouraged by those. Hopefully it's just a way of appreciating you. Again, there are five different installments and they're available to you. Uh, We're going to keep them up there for a little while longer. So help yourself to that. Let your pastor know about that to hear some really encouraging messages from other, uh, you know, folks who are doing the same thing on a national scale and uh, some, some good words of wisdom again through that music that's performed by those different artists as well. It's a virtual pastor appreciation event at WFIL.com. Brief break, and then we're going to keep the Philly thing going today as Daphne Maxwell-Reed, who played 
uh, Aunt Vivian, Vivian Banks on uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. They're doing a reunion show actually this evening, and uh, I'm not sure if it'll be available beyond that. Probably, uh, so we'll chat with her a little bit too. Listen to Tim Demoss Show on WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim Demoss Show, heard weekday afternoons four till five on AM five sixty WFIL and at WFIL.com. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. And that auntie and uncle in Mount Air, or Bel Air, I should say, the auntie is joining us today on the program because the Fresh Prince of Bel Air show is having a reunion tonight. And Daphne Maxwell-Reed is uh, on our program. Hello, Daphne. How are you today? I am well, Tim. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for taking time to chat. Thank you for inviting me. My privilege. Folks, of course, may know you from a number of different places, and one of them certainly being your role as a second Vivian Banks on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And, of course, there's the reunion now. And we have the storyline, Roots here in Philly. That's pretty cool with Will Smith and all that. What are folks in store for? Maybe we could start with the special itself. You know, how is the special handled, where it's set and all that? We all reunionize on the set of the living room of the Fresh Prince house in Bel Air. Very cool. And it was a joyous, joyous and actual reunion of all of us getting together for the first time in 27 years. We've all been in touch with each other. We've seen each other individually on lots of occasions. We've been through weddings, and we've been through births of babies, and sadly been through a funeral. But we always have remained as family. We actually love each other as family members. We know each other's parents. We know each other's children. It's always been that way. But to see us all in the same place at the same time was actually extremely joyous. That's great to hear. Well, and you, you uh, referenced a, you know, one who could not be there. Yes, James Avery, who was Philip, of course, on the show, uh, passed away. I guess about this time, seven years ago. I think it was New Year's Eve in 2013. Um, in the trailer for the Fresh uh, Prince of Bel Air reunion, the cast says some very nice things. Uh, James was the heart of the show. Uh, I think Will Will says uh, he was the six foot four Shakespearean beast, and I wanted him to think I was good. Um, what do you remember about James and working with him? What do you appreciate about what he brought to the table. Well, I fell in love with James at the audition. Uh, I got to audition with him about the third time uh, they called me back. And we just had a chemistry that was solid from the very beginning. He and I clicked on an intellectual level, on a joy level. We, we were very much appreciative of each other's talent. And I think that was visible to the casting people, and they decided this chemistry works. Hmm. So I, thank goodness, got the part. But I remember him being the sage and the rock and the intellectual stimulator. And the kids were always listening to his stories on black history his stories of, of black art, of jazz, 
he was an aficionado of jazz. He was also a collector of black art. He was an avid reader. There was, it was rare to see him without a book in his hand. Mm. That's pretty cool. And he was a, he was a cool dude, <laughs> and he could dance. I had the best time dancing. <laughs> he, by the way, he was on a few episodes of Hill Street Blues, which I believe you were too. They weren't. They didn't have to be the same ones, or, or one or two of them. I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't remember having worked with him before the Fresh Prince. Okay, you and it's interesting. You mentioned, um, I think, in the reunion special, you you talk about the fact that you weren't all that keen on becoming part of the show. Do you remember why you weren't, and then you know what led you to saying, "All right, I'll, I'll give it a shot." Oh no, let's keep it straight. I didn't go to the audition initially in the nineties. Yeah. Because I had just done back-to-back series, and uh, they said, okay, we have an audition for you for a sitcom with a young rapper. <laughs> I knew rap. I said, no, thanks. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was not interested in working with a little rapper. Yeah. And um, three years, well, later that year when I saw it on the air, I said, what a cute show. Mm. He is quite a, a dynamic young man. And three years later, they called and asked, would I come and audition for a part on that show? I said, oh, of course. I had no hesitation that time. Yeah. And I was blessed to get the part after going through 200 other women and two weeks of waiting and auditioning. <laughs> it was quite the process. I bet. I bet Daphne Maxwell-Reed is our guest today, known as uh, Vivian Banks on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, she did the second half of the, the season. There were six seasons. She, she did the final three. And uh, they have a uh, uh, special going on HBO uh, tonight, the family uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion special. So we have a brief break. We'll come back and continue our conversation. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thank you for spending part of your afternoon with us here at WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 4.51, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL, Philadelphia. Thank you for listening in. We have a Philly thing going today. Pastor Matt Cohen from City Light Church in Maniunk was on with us for a while and Chatting now with Daphne Maxwell Reed. You'll know her from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. She did the uh, seasons four, five, and six. The second Vivian Banks, Aunt uh, Vivian, on the program. You know what's interesting? When you uh, took over the role for Janet, do you remember much about the conversations in terms of? I always find this interesting on any show if there's going to be someone who comes in and, and takes over a character, how much you're keeping, how much becomes. You kind of shape as you go along, and the character can go in a different direction. Do you remember much of what that that thought process was about when you joined the show? The thought processes never crossed my mind. I went to do a job of being a character. I could only bring what I had, which was me. Yeah. And they didn't ask for anything else. They never mentioned her name. We never discussed her. I, if I asked what happened with the other Aunt Vivian, they said, we, we just don't talk about it. I said, okay. Okay. And I let it be. I had never met her. I had no idea what the situation was. So 
I was not involved in it. Yeah. And that's the way it was until finally I got to meet her at the reunion. You know, just a, couple, a, a question on, a, on an even larger level than, than the show. Uh, I know there's some things I've read through about, like when you were at Northwestern, the first African-American woman to be named homecoming queen, and um, other accomplishments that you've had in your lifetime. Well, what has that been like for you in terms of uh, whether those things have been controversial or celebrated, uh, depending on the situation, perhaps, like at Northwestern, when you were the homecoming queen? was that What, what was that like on campus? Controversial. Hmm. It was ignored. It was disregarded. It was dismissed. It was not in the yearbook, um, and since I was there first, they uh, had to grapple with that with their alumni base, who were not pleased. And it didn't bother me personally, because I didn't know what a homecoming queen was in the first place, <laughs> and I had other things that I could be doing. I was honored by my community at that occasion. I was on the cover of Jet Magazine because of it. I was um, celebrated in the black press and the Amsterdam News and the St. Louis papers. It was something for my community, but it really had nothing to do with Northwestern as they saw it. So I let them be the uh, disregard that I had for the rest of my life. And when I became successful, they came to me and asked me, um, would I help the university? And I said, no, no, I'm I'm not going to help you do anything. Hmm. (laughs) And they were surprised. But finally, the Black Alumni Association reached out to me to give me a Hall of Fame award, probably because I was on the Fresh Prince, and asked me what my experience had been at Northwestern. And I told them exactly what it had been, and they were appalled. Hmm. They said that they had no idea that I was the first black homecoming queen. I said, how would you know? They didn't write it down. (laughs) Wow. um, And so they finally got the university to apologize to me, and then I got involved. Well, thank you for sharing. I'm sorry that that was the experience. I'm sure you've been very resilient over the years, and uh, I know you have a very full day. You have just 10 seconds to just share briefly about your photography, your interest in photography. Our, our family loves photography and doors. My wife has two huge doors hanging from our ceiling. They don't even close. They just, it's like a piece. <laughs> That's right. It's art. It's craftsmanship. It's, it's texture. It's color. I love shooting doors all around the world. And uh, I just have a background in interior design and architecture, which is what I studied when I was in school. And I am drawn to the craftsmanship, to the colors, to the textures, to the situation of the door and what's surrounding the door and um, what the door represents. And I try to bring that through my photography to you to see from my eye what I think you should notice about this door. And in general, representing life. It's a metaphor for life. Doors are metaphors. And they represent opportunity and uh, adventure, curiosity. But I want you to notice all the details in your life because that's what makes the journey very rich. So my photography is trying to get you to focus on details and to appreciate the moment that this, light was hitting this 
a certain way, and I try to represent that in the photography that I present to the public through the four books that I've published or through the hanging art that uh, I make. Great. DaphneMaxwellReed.com for that. Congratulations on the reunion, too, and thank you so much for taking time with us today. Thank you for having me, and happy holidays to all. All right. Daphne Maxwell Reed, our guest, uh, the second Vivian Banks on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air in the mid 90s. And tonight there is a reunion special for that going on. And uh, it's on HBO Max. As far as that goes, earlier in the hour, I had Matt Cohen, pastor of City Light Church and Manny Young had a Philly thing going today. If you listen to the program, you'll get the idea over time. We have a lot of different components to it. And uh, it's again, I, I mentioned this periodically, but it's worth repeating that that uh, the verse that we really often filter things through with this program is most, one of the most well-known ones in all of the Bible, John three sixteen. Take this to heart for you personally as you listen. Maybe it's the first time you've heard me say this or you've heard this verse even. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so this program, and it just there's lots of opportunity. It means everyone walking the planet they're walking this planet. They they have an opportunity to hear that promise and to embrace it. Now, it is a it is put out there. There are consequences for not, but there are consequences for embracing as well. And we want this program to reflect that opportunity. So uh, every now and again, uh, we'll have uh, pastors on. We'll have folks who are clearly believers. We'll have folks on from other walks of life. We don't necessarily get into what they believe, but sometimes you can still learn from them. Like tomorrow. A gentleman named Stanley Tong, the director of the new Jackie Chan film, is going to join us. Uh, He's done nine of those. And I'm really interested just to pick his brain about film and to learn from him. Also tomorrow, Rob Paulson, who's a voice actor who's done like thousands of commercials. He was in Animaniac, which is relaunching tomorrow with Steven Spielberg. He's uh, Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron. He was one of the originals in um, the original Got Milk commercial. We'll talk with him about that tomorrow. Anyway, they'll be on the program tomorrow as well. And we hope that this program serves as a chance to build some bridges in our community and our world and bring the gospel in different ways. Thanks for your uh, for listening and for your prayers, too. We appreciate that very much. Speaking of which, we'll pass things off now to Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries. He leads you prayer next. WFYL. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.